0: Let's get started so hi daniel so my first question to you is so what exactly is pigma
1: thank you for the question thank you for the invite uh pigma is an accelerator we are uh, a latin based accelerator uh so we we focus on pre-seed founders building tech startups in in latin america
0: awesome so uh you recently raised from people like ali jamal and uh, Bernard Vogel. So how did you go about doing that?
1: So what we found out is, well, basically building an accelerator is very, very hard. You need a holistic view of many components to have a a good process and to help startups the way they deserve to be helped. So that's when we decided as a team to go fundraising, to bring advisors and investors closer to our PICMA community. And we had the, the good luck and, and fortune to, to meet Ali Jamal, to have him close to our community since the start of, of Pigma. So it was a very natural next step for us to try and get more skin in the game from this type of founders. And that's uh, basically why we did it. And we're very happy to have Bernard and Ali Jamal and many others that have joined our community.
0: That's amazing what you're doing for Latin America. So my next question to you, so what ex- exactly excites you about Latin America? Any particular startups that you're following at the moment?
1: Yeah, I think there are many things that excite me about Latin America. I think, uh, first of all, having over 600 million people is an amazing place to, to, to be at. So you have a very homogeneous population in some things, like language, for example, except for Brazil. Also, we have a very, very open and very collaborative community in terms of helping each other out. We've seen that in Pigma in repeated occasions. We already have startups from 12 countries, and it's been amazing seeing how all of this orchestrates a very um, founder-focused community where they help each other, they give interest. So, you start getting this snowball effect in the region where the ones that have success sort of create this multiplier effect for the smaller companies. And you start getting all of these incentives in the region for also outside capital to come in. Uh, So many things excite me. Uh, Also the growth in venture capital dollars that have been invested over the years and and the growth we've seen after success cases like RAPI, And after many other Latin startups have went to Y Combinator and started getting recognition from international VC funds has been amazing. So I think it's uh, early days as well in the region, which generates huge opportunities to solve many inefficiencies we have in the region, many structural problems we have, political instability, financial inclusion, just to name a few. So there's definitely huge upside for investors that come in into the startup world right now. And yeah, of course, I've been following many startups. Pretty happy with the recent news that last year that um, we had a second unicorn in Colombia, many new unicorns in the region. Also, our startups have been growing very, very nicely. We have the portfolio in our website. So it's been amazing and, and super bullish on the region.
0: That's amazing. So I wanted to kind of get your take and dive deeper onto how did you kind of create a founder-focused community over at Pig?
1: I think that's a, a work in progress and any community needs a, a constant fostering and constant enablers that make the community be active. So we are constantly working hard on it. We currently, just to be super transparent in how we do it, we have a Discord channel, which we use for our batch. We also have a WhatsApp group which is more sort of relaxed. We have offline events that we make uh, for founders to be able to connect in IRL events. And also we have uh, online events which help us connect with founders that are not close to, to where we do the offline events. So we sort of have that offline online community and we deployed Uh, Late last year, I I think around Q4, we deployed our alumni program, which basically uh, is a new component of the community, which is for founders, once they graduate from our accelerator, they have access to a set of activities, set of events, and set of plans we put out for them to connect after they finish the program. So it's a work in progress and very happy to, to have closed our around with such amazing investors that are also helping us to and contributing to the community to become the most active in in Latin America for pre-seed startups and early stage founders.
0: So now that's really great. So now I wanted to kind of focus on, so how did you raise funding? Like any advice you can give for any future people out there, any founders out there who want to start fundraising?
1: yeah i can give one of the tips we give to the startups that come in our in our batch we basically and and more so for latin america we've seen there's a, a lack of capital compared to other regions such as uh, in the us you get funding cycles a lot shorter so you get once you start your fundraising process to the finish it's a lot faster and most in average so in latin america you really have to generate this uh, like multipliers on, on yourself and on your company to be able to close around efficiently. And one thing we've noticed that it's very positive is focusing first on on what you can close as a as a startup founder, if you are going to go the VC route. So go to family, go to friends, go to people that believe in you more than your company or or that solution you have right there that believe in you as a founder and believe in the person you are. And the only way to get that is people that know you and have seen your track record. So uh, once you get that out of the way and you've proven you can fundraise from that people that is close to you, you suddenly have another door open to you, which is uh, more sophisticated angel investors. So uh, angel investors work a lot faster than VC funds to make an investment. Usually they're super hands-on especially in Latin America, where the opportunity cost of investing in a startup is so high because where liquidity is a scarce resource. So once they allocate resources to startup, you you get these people that are super hands-on and, and are really helping you build up the company from the ground up. So you start using their connections as well to, to get access to uh, warm introductions to bigger angels. And those bigger angels end up connecting you with Uh, the early stage funds that uh, end up closing the round. So as you can see here in LATAM, it's very important to have this stairway process where you start with the low hanging fruits and you suddenly start scaling to the high hanging fruits, which are difficult to close, such as uh, VC funds. Something very important just to to finalize, the, the point is once you open the door, and tell the world you are fundraising, the word is out and VC funds have all the incentives to delay the investment because they wanna see how you how you do against the market and how you do with your fundraising strategy. So we've seen some funding rounds that it, take six, seven m- months to close, which is super, super bad for the founder because they have to be out of operation six months just because they didn't do a close and and very efficient fundraising strategy. So those off the top of my mind could be some of the tips.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest takeaways for the audience are to have a stairway process and to have a good track record of, everything that you've been doing so my next question to you is more on the lines of the latam vc ecosystem and the state of it and could you also share a bit about colombia's vc ecosystem and the startup scene over there and like what's happening in that region of the world
1: awesome so yeah definitely it was growing until uh last year we had some sort of a uh max point we hit and then it started decreasing in 2022 i think it was just natural for the readjustment that was due in time for for all that's happening in the mar- macro markets also some some uh, funding rounds that were at super high valuations with unjustified unit economics or business models that en- ended up not working which made uh, like sort of uh, the the markets readjust especially in later stages of vc Uh, Especially in Latin America, we've seen there was a a decrease in overall funding for 2022. However, something really interesting is the earlier stage deals increased. So what we saw is there was an overall increase, a net increase in, in earlier stage deals, which is a huge opportunity for earlier stage founders, which is where Pigma focuses on. So we've seen some funds that were later stage doing some earlier stage deals just because the valuations didn't make sense in the later stages and the readjustments were really, really harsh on their portfolio. So I think it's a great opportunity to build a startup now, especially it, it will be hard getting capital. So you have to focus a lot on, on the first principles, you know, on building a sustainable business and on having unit economics that makes sense. Fortunately, we've seen... Uh, many technologies that enable founders to do awesome things with less. So all this uh, artificial intelligence technology that is helping founders uh, be a lot more productive and all these no-code tools that can make a founder be a superhero and superhuman in, in terms of making capital efficiency towards creating uh MVP and, and hopefully reaching a product market fit in, in in the other stages so definitely I think frugality will be uh, an important factor for the months that, that come but I am I am still bullish and I think OVP and and sources like OVP and latitude agree as well in in the opportunity in Latam in terms of of we're gonna see more focused founders more resilient founders and and we're gonna see awesome opportunities that are being built with a very sensible, sensible thinking in terms of unit economics and business models. so I think it's a great opportunity for new investors to to come in and and I think it's gonna be a great year for for early stage startups it it's gonna be hard but but it's gonna be worth it in the in the long
0: Yeah, I loved your ending point on um frugality and on more resilient and focused founders. So my next question to you is so what do you think will it take to produce more unicorns out of Latap.
1: a very good question. I think one of the one of the important factors is we've seen that once startups get to sort of series A, getting that later stage funding gets very, very hard in terms of we don't have the local resource uh, that that much or that often as as other geographies. So many startups have to go. Up Abroad or or across frontiers to get that later stage funding, so definitely one thing uh, we need is for the ecosystem in Latin America to become more mature in order to foster around startups and be able to to give them that capital so they can reach that unicorn state status. Also, I think um, having more clear exit paths for startups will will help incentivize exterior funds coming in the region and, and being more active. You have a, a market that's very harsh in terms of, of the liquidity in the public market. So there isn't really a strong incentive for uh, the startups to go public on their local markets. So they have to go the long route and, and sort of do what Nubank did, for example, or, or, or Mercado Libre in, in their time, which is find a more liquid um, exchange which is very hard to do, regulations hard, and and having started with local capital to go to these huge markets is definitely a a monumental task. So I think it's just a question of maturity, of more funds coming in the region, of also having this multiplier effects of founders that are in more advanced positions, helping earlier stage founders. We at Pigma are, are, are doing this by bringing closer uh, founders that we consider tier one founders that have gone the the long route and and helping our earlier stage founders get the mindset of growth and the mindset of of believing in what you do in terms of of growth and and believing in the the startup you're building to be able to have this huge mindset and and eventually become unicorns because we also as Latinos sometimes have Uh, a cap in our mentality in terms of how big we can grow. So I think it's a combination of many, many factors, but um, definitely we will be seeing more unicorns in the region. And we have a page called Sunicorns you should visit, which shows which are the the soon to be unicorns.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely be checking that out and keeping track of all the unicorns and the great, amazing startups that are going to be coming out of LATAM. So... My last few questions are, so how do you write a good cold email?
1: Well, that's that's hard to do. I especially been getting a lot. And I think everyone in, in New Year's and Christmas got a lot of cold emails from newsletters or, or people offering stuff. Um, I think you should definitely learn uh, from the greats. There's very good material out there for people wanting to write better, better emails. I, I recently saw a post in, in LinkedIn which showed uh, how to write a, a good cold email. So I'll, I don't remember exactly the name of the account on, on Twitter, but I'll share it with you. And then we can post it on on the, on Twitter and people can see it, but definitely there are many ways. I think one of them having a catchy subject line is very important. Also having a clear um, return on investment uh, on the on the body of the of the message, like why on earth would I reply to you versus the other one hundred emails I get? So having that a clear call to action and a clear return on investment on how the the customer is gonna get back what what they are giving you, which is time to reply your email, uh, is very important. And I think one one other one other factor that's important is not having a, an email that's so general that it seems like you just copy pasted it and send it to a whole mailing list. Rather you take the time and, and dig around the person and try and find why are you writing this email to this person and and, and try and get it as personalized as possible. Also you can take advantage of new, new AI tech, which helps you sound more convincing or have a better sounding, Mail, so other things like Grammarly as well, if you're not an English speaker or you have trouble with English. Um, I think there are many tools. I will share with you the, the the guy who I think is the one who knows better for that as well in the, in Twitter.
0: Amazing, amazing. So uh, I think the biggest takeaway for me at least is to have a catchy subject line and to keep it as personalized as possible. So now I wanted to end this off with what's the future of PIGMA?
1: The future of Pigma, what I see is we are going to become the fastest growing, biggest accelerator. Uh, and when I say biggest, I'm not talking about quantity of startups, but rather quality of startups, quality of, of founders, the amount of exits we are going to be getting, and just the exponential growth we will have in the region, hopefully in in the long term, we can also Start digging around other geographies and implementing what we saw in in LATAM in other regions that can be aided by uh, an accelerator that is very good at helping these countries that sometimes lack education and lack some basic principles for building startups. So I think we have a, a bright future in terms of of growth. Also, I do believe we will be there when the ecosystem gets more mature, which will make us a, a, an unavoidable player for VC funds to to have an entry through LATAM. They would want to talk to us, which will help us eventually uh, become a very important player for for the region and, and be an orchestrator of government, universities, and all the initiatives that can be uh, that can collide to make a better ecosystem towards building startups and and creating the next generation of founders.
0: Yeah, and I'm wishing you all the success with everything that you've got going on with Pigma and all the work that you're doing for Latin American founders. It's just amazing to hear. So yeah, so that's it. And it was an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast today.
1: Thank you very much, Bruhi, for the invitation. And I wish you luck on all the other invitees that you have coming to the podcast
0: so i'm starting a new segment where i'll be spotlighting some startups in my network that i think are doing a phenomenal job and in today's startup spotlight i would like spotlight fueler which is being created by Ritin, devnath and team i'm not being paid to do this but i absolutely love what the guys are building and the hustle as well and yeah so They are currently raising a $100,000 round to meet their next milestone. And they're based out of India, tier 2 and tier 3 and other cities of India. And yeah, so much promise ahead and really excited about how they're going to grow in the future. Feel free to share this episode with your family and friends.